0: Guys, I'm taking a strong stance today. I've been following the news with everything that's happening in Ukraine, uh, you know, Russia's behest. I'm not drinking Moscow meals anymore.
1: Amla, that's really brave. Thank you. And as someone who agrees with you 100%, I love James Bond, but I will no longer be watching From Russia With Love because it has the word Russia
2: in it. It's and really- everything Russian
1: should be canceled.
0: It's a tough thing to have to do, but Taylor, what about you?
2: I will no longer be watching Rush Hour because rush is in there and it's too close to russia so just don't want to risk it
0: it is pretty traumatic to just even hear you know that that phrase mm-hmm. so. yeah.
1: yes matryoshka dolls are no more mm.
0: these are all good things guys yes i think we're really going to change uh geop- geopolitics mm-hmm. with
1: this yes
0: <laughs> scene, ladies Great. And
1: gentlemen. Great job.
0: Mm. Full of energy that one guys. Mm. Happy Thursday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are going to get to a story of things that are being canceled because they're Russian, simply because they're Russian. uh, And really it's nothing to do with the conflict that's happening in in Ukraine at the moment. Uh, Other stories we're going to touch on today. University of North Texas canceling a father who's had his child taken away from him, his trans child taken away from him, calling them, uh, calling him a fascist. Airplanes. Are we now going to have a bunch of unruly passengers on airplanes because the mask mandates are not lifting? We'll talk that. A pro-mask protest in New York City. We love those. A Seattle bakery closing down because it's simply not safe for its workers to be there. Plus, should we be canceling the constitution another question that we will be talking about today and kanye west's new music video features him burying pete davidson
1: (laughs) a little bit of pop culture
0: a little bit of pop culture and then will is leading our throwback thursday so we will get into that as well let's start off with this story That Andy Ngo tweeted out. Uh, The tweet says, At the University of North Texas in Denton, far-left activists shut down a Young Conservatives of Texas event featuring the father who lost custody of his trans child. The radicals pounded on the table and shouted, F you fascist, over and over. This is brilliant.
1: Do you want to play the video? Or you don't want to play because of the words?
0: I didn't see a video on this tweet.
1: Oh, is it not the video?
0: No. It's just what?
2: Oh, it got deleted.
1: Oh, the video got deleted. Wow. wonder why the video got deleted. Mm-hmm. Breaking. Breaking. We're breaking it on the show right now. Yeah, the video
0: got deleted. I wonder why. Probably because yeah. it doesn't paint them in the, uh, in the kindest light. Or maybe it's because they're screaming, F you fascist.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, I, do, I doubt it's that. I mean, they allow so many horrible things that on Twitter true. every day. That is you true. You go through my replies and see what people say. Uh, it's, I, I don't think it's for that reason. But who oh. knows why it got deleted.
0: Actually here's here's a little here's a little clip here that I found. Wow. Yeah, here are some oh, yeah, of you guys are trying to protect you. You're you're to protect
1: you're you're protect you. Are you here. reading a script? Are you reading a script?
0: Okay. <laughs> there's a lot going on there, but it seems like there's hundreds of students at this protest and they're holding signs that say protect, protect trans kids, uh, trans lives matters, things like that. I don't see what that has to do with this situation. And it, it points out the really uh, big word, but lunacy of, of this entire situation. This is a father who's had his kid taken away from him because he, disagree with, he disagrees with the treatment. Uh, of of his child which I think anybody who is reasonable be it left or right can agree that children should not be undergoing hormone therapy or sex reassignment surgery or anything that alters the body in a way that is irreparable Uh, to see hundreds of students show up like this and shout F you fascist at a man who's generally concerned for his child is just beyond me
1: nothing like civil debate am I right you guys right there's a lot of civility oh man it's just terrible to see that. But I've actually done a video at that university in Denton. That that uh, or did, Yeah, did a video at that campus in Denton, Texas. Mm-hmm. That campus is incredibly far left. And this is Texas, right? It's outside of Dallas. I think it was about 30 minutes outside of Dallas, which you, if you know anything about Dallas, Dallas is very far left as well. You go to Fort Worth and places around Plano, it's obviously way more conservative. But Dallas itself, uh, and basically any university that you go to in America is going to be dominated by left-wing radicals like this. And so I think what's important to know is that this isn't Texas, and people think that, oh, I can just go to Texas and I'll be fine, or I can send my kids to a Texas school and everything's going to be fine. But that's just not how it works. These universities are not the same as they used to be. They, they push these radical ideas and tell students that this is okay. I guarantee you that none of these kids who are coming and doing this right now and yelling at these students and this, this guy trying to present will be reprimanded in any sort of way. It is going to be... Uh, just going to be brushed off and they're going to be able to just go about their lives as if nothing happened. Uh, But if it was the other way around, the conservative kids could potentially be expelled from school, blacklisted, everything like that. But because they're on the left, they have the right opinion nothing's going to happen to them.
0: The wonders of liberal higher education. It's just amazing. And think about what they are protesting here. So this is, you know, we covered the story of Ted Hadako on this show, a man whose wife came home one day and said, guess what? Your 16-year-old son is trans, and I want to transition him, and I also want a divorce. And they go through this divorce process. He loses custody of his child. She gets to make medical decisions before the child's 18 years old, and the child has started undergoing uh, gender reassignment. This is another story. This is not Ted's story. This is a man by the last name of Younger Jeffrey Younger, who had the very same thing happen to him, his ex-wife pushing gender transition on his young child, and he's in a custody battle. And in the title of this uh, speech, apparently, was criminalized child transitions, something that everybody should agree on. And on yesterday's show, we covered uh, you know trans males having a debate with conservative males, and we even saw trans males come forward and say, no, it's not okay to do that to children. Buck Angel being one who's pretty famous for speaking out against that. It is not okay. And to see hundreds of students show up and, and hate this father for doing something that is protecting his child, that is going to likely save his child's life and save his child's well-being, I just can't imagine yeah. thinking that that is wrong.
1: Also a good note on this is be careful who you marry you got to think about that pretty deeply. I mean, if these are these two women who are coming out and saying that they are fine with this, I mean, you know, we, we talk, we do the dating advice questions on the show when we do like dear Will and Amala and stuff. Um, but one of the questions that we never got advice on is, you know, if my wife is pro transitioning my child against me, what should I do? Right. And you should just, You should ask those questions at the beginning of your relationships now. It seems like something so innocuous that you would really never have to ask. But now these are the type of things that you need to ask someone, you know, is this something that you're okay with or is this something you're not okay with? And these things should be deal breakers for people. So you have to be really careful about the people that, you know, you're marrying when it comes to this and know their values and know what they want to do. So, you know, you obviously people's opinions change after you get married, of course, but you want to do your best to mitigate these kinds of things. And nowadays these types of conversations are really important when you are getting into those types of relationships because... This is what it wrought.
0: Yeah. Who knows what's going to be the new thing in 10 years. My goodness. Oh, it's goodness. almost like you can't plan for what's going to be the conversations. How could you know? My this son wants up. to
1: marry my dog and you're yeah. not going to stop me. Right. I want a divorce.
0: Oh, gosh. It's a crazy world we're living in. It is a crazy world. I don't like it. But
1: always silver lining. So when these types of things happen, it exposes what the left is doing. Sure. So at least a lot of people can see it, which is really good. I mean, when my video came out of people doing basically this exact same thing to me when I spoke at University of Northern Colorado, uh, millions of people saw it and it was a huge expose of like, this is how these people act. They yep. come and they do this and they act this way and it's terrible. And so it makes a lot of people fed up with the left. And I think the social justice type of leftist person like we're in this video, they're very loud, but I think that their position is getting smaller.
0: Yep. Yeah, it really is just like weaning off because there's no way. This is this is childlike behavior it's not from grown adults. It's really not it's really not. You can't keep winning this way. Uh Speaking of that, here is an article out of Business Insider. Uh, the the tweets here we'll read. We'll just go through the main points of the article. Most cities and states are easing mask rules. Yeah, suddenly the narrative is changing, and mask mandates are being lifted. Possibly here in California and Los Angeles, we'll see. I think it did
1: in Los Angeles. Now,
0: uh, is it totally? I thought they said something about like March twelfth was going to be. Uh, I don't know the day. Taylor I haven't Dino? worn a
1: mask in in here yeah. In Los you're like Angeles. it's been it's over. so long. I'm like I don't. You know, it's been over for me, but I was talking with Ava about this the other day that, you know, when you walk into a place Mm -hmm. and you're the only one without a mask on, even Mm -hmm. though you're supposed to wear one, Mm -hmm. you know, you get like a sense of like, I'm doing the right thing, you know, and these other people aren't. Mm -hmm. But then when no one's wearing a mask, it's like. Oh no! I don't get to have that. To
0: Ooh, that's a good thing. You know, that's a good. I'm willing to sacrifice like that, that feeling. Anymore. I'm willing to sacrifice the feeling and of not like, being It's like oh, that I changed
2: anymore. everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's all because of thanks
0: to
1: <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. So you're welcome, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, oh they, I'm. A, we're unsung heroes over here. That's what it really is all about.
0: Well, I guess the TSA aren't because apparently they're no. going to be possibly extending their mask mandates. And and what insider is worried about is that. There are going to be more unruly passengers on airline flights because of this. The title of the article is airline passengers who refuse to wear masks have turned violent. (laughs) Uh, But the federal uh, government will still require masks on flights and may even create a no-fly list of unruly passengers. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with flights because, again, across the United States, cities are going, you know, it's time. We're going to lift our mask mandates. You now can go into grocery stores and pharmacies and and bars and sports events without wearing a mask. And flights, which technically have the most foolproof air when it comes to COVID transmission and are really one of the safest places to be, are continuing to tell passengers to wear masks.
1: Well, the HEPA filters destroy 99.9% of the germs in the air. Right. Bacteria in the air. That's what they do. That's Mm -hmm. what they're meant for. It's supposed to to work exactly that way. airplane is honestly, excuse me. (laughs) One of the safest places to be in terms of of air and germs and viruses and these kind of things, honestly, because of those HEPA filters, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, to have them just be extended there to have you not have to wear a mask when you're or be social distance when you're waiting in line at the ticket counter Mm -hmm. and checking your bag and all this kind of stuff. But then get right next to people and and not be able to wear your mask when you're eating some Twizzlers or something. It doesn't make any sense. You know, Bryson Gray is. Yes. The, the rapper? Yes. He's a great guy. Bryson Gray, you guys should check out his music if you have a conservative rapper. Anyway, he refuses to go on planes because he refuses to wear the mask. So, like, we had this Blexit event a couple of weeks ago in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly where he drove from, but he drove hours mm-hmm. to not take a flight. Wow. Because he wasn't going to go on a plane to wear a mask. And that's very brave. That's that's, that's an amazing thing. You know, I'm flying to, to Amsterdam today, so I'm I'm going to have to wear a mask a little bit on the plane, but... You know, I'll keep it below my nose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be on a no fly list. I think the airlines came out and said the amount of people like they track their disruptions that they have on flights for just anything, not just mass stuff. Mm -hmm. And they said that half of the disruptions on flights nowadays are from non-compliant mask wearers. Apparently, that's what they say.
0: I mean, it's not surprising. It was like
1: 350 throughout 2021 uh, incidents. Yeah, non-compliant mask people.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are sort of over it. It's it's an interesting thing because you do sign an agreement that says, you know, I'm going to wear this mask on the flight and then people get on the flight and then they're upset when they get told to do what they agreed to do. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm
1: so, upset. It's an so attitude more than it, anything it's an
0: from ups-
2: the yeah. flight attendants yeah. and stuff, usually. But
1: yeah. I've uh, found the flight attendants now really don't care nearly as much. I fly all the time. Mm. I travel all the time. And I really never have it on. They,
2: I flew last weekend. They cared a lot. Really? Yeah. I That's think it's just like
0: everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah,
1: For me, I, the, my recent flights, no one has cared. Like I literally, I don't even keep it below my nose. I just take it off and yeah. just don't do anything. This one flight attendant did come up to me when I was flying from uh, Amsterdam back to America last time. And she said, uh, make sure you keep your mask over your cute little nose. So <laughs> that's sexual assault. Lady. Well, at least that's kind of <laughs>
0: nice. At least it came with a yeah, compliment. you can't
2: get mad at that. Yeah. Um, no, like, no, I love it. They say it like ten times over the monitor, like over your nose and mouth, sir, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's my experience. But I'm right. glad you're having better ones.
1: No, I'm. I, I got a cute little nose. Apparently, it's really nice.
0: Well, Sabrina, I think she'll allow us to tell oh, this yeah. story. She's a, a friend here for you. She's been on the show uh, on multiple occasions. Our resident pop culture expert, she went on a plane with her baby and, you know, wore her her mask below her nose. And this flight attendant kept coming up at her and saying, you know, ma'am, put, put the mask up, put the mask up, put the mask up, put the mask up over and over on the fly. And then the flight attendant came and pulled her mask down to talk to Sabrina's baby. <laughs> I would have been like, no, people are, ridiculous. are you kidding me?
2: I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah she, I'm surprised Sabrina didn't get dragged off the plane. Right? She's probably on the no-fly list after yeah. that. Yeah, she I know.
1: Be. I I just like testing it a little bit. It's fun for me. Uh, you know. See, see I'm just so mad at
2: the, the stupidity of it all that I can't have fun with it. It's of just course, makes it's me so, so stupid.
1: It's so stupid and it's so dumb and it makes no sense and it should all be eradicated immediately. But you know, you gotta, you gotta play. Gotta have a little fun with the things that you know. It's just there.
2: <laughs> I guess, but. Know? You know they impose these rules, and then they say 70% of the, the disorderly conduct is attributable to the, uh, people's having issues with these nonsensical rules. Right. And not only do they do like the flight attendant union is trying to extend them, but they're also now trying to like release no make these no fly lists and go after the people who are uh, who were were disruptive, quote unquote, uh, while. All over the country, mass mandates are being lifted. Yeah. So it's and just it feels like vindictive at this point. It makes no sense. It does it a is, little bit.
1: And a tra- the tra- one of the, the top traveling lobbying firms, like uh, international travel, traveling lobbying firms, came out, I think it was on Monday, and re- was requesting the government to end all restrictions so that they could get people flying again and traveling mm-hmm. again. To, to make more money, you know, they want their business back, all the money that they've lost. I mean, these airline companies had to be had to be uh, bailed out by the U.S. government for some reason. We have to now pay for all that. And if they just ended this stuff, yeah. people could go and do it again. And then we don't have to pay our taxes. We're paying taxes to bail out stupid policies. Yeah, that's all what, we're doing.
0: From what I've read, flight attendants are uh, sort of the main culprit in protesting this and saying, no, we want masks on flights.
2: Which that doesn't make what? sense because it would like ease so much tension on every flight and make your job so much more pleasant. Yeah, wow. but, but it's like just, it's not safe. Is it? Yeah, it's the fearfulness. It's the same yeah. thing as like teachers' unions wanting to extend mask mandates for kids. It's like, right. why? If you it's- don't feel safe
1: on a plane mm-hmm. being a flight attendant because someone has their mask down while they're eating some chips, then go get a different job. I don't know what to tell you. That's- like.
2: It the science work. is not on your side, too. We right. know because, like you said, with the HEPA filters, it's the closest, pla- uh, the safest place to be next to being outside.
0: And we've yeah. had CEOs of airlines come out yes. and say that. I believe Southwest and American CEOs came mm. out and said, dude, this is not necessary. Yeah. And months ago, months ago, this yeah. happened.
1: American Airlines CEO, uh, I think uh, he actually resigned from his position shortly after that. Uh, so, not surprising. crazy. But, yeah, I mean, even with... Looking at Sweden right now, Sweden dropped all restrictions three weeks ago. No masks, no anything. And they have had way less cases than they had when they had all of the lockdowns and all of the mask mandates and all this stuff. You know, it's just like if we would have done nothing at all, we probably would have been better off than we are now. We would have done no Mm. lockdowns, no closure of businesses, no mask mandates, no vaccine, whatever. I think we'd just be better off. And
2: and thinking. couple that with giving people the facts and ar- yes. arming them with the truth about the uh, the virus and how it spreads and everything, how to protect yourself and then l- trusting them to make those own decisions for themselves. Right. right.
0: Meanwhile, uh, in New York City, we have this pro-mask protest going on uh, that we'll show you a quick video of. Great. Up in two to three groups.
2: Okay, here we go. Mask for
1: love, ones, mask for friends, not also not hard to do
0: Just because we're tired Doesn't mean it's over Mandate masks That's our ass Mass for seniors Mass for kids
2: It's not about you
0: Also not like a flu
2: Just because we're tired Doesn't mean it's over Mandate mask. That's our
1: ass yes. Oh, those it's poor children not about you you need to do it or we're gonna kill you.
2: <laughs> this is a like religious ritual. That it looks is like very is strange. I know. Very One of them's strange. gonna grow
1: a goat head and they're all gonna start
2: prancing around.
0: <laughs> this poor little kid on the bottom left that is just
1: like, please get me out of
0: here and get me out of this mask, I beg of you.
1: I know. I mean the, you can wear a mask. If you if don't you like the way to. your face looks, you can wear a mask.
0: <laughs> I or if you're just scared of COVID, you can wear a mask. Yes. You are welcome to do that.
1: And what I find is that the most amount of people who don't like wearing masks is old people.
0: Old people? Oh, okay. I
1: thought you were going to say say. something else. I thought you you were going to
0: say the people who like wearing masks are people who look like this, blah, 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 (laughs) like you always say.
1: (laughs) That is is true. But I'm talking about old people. Old people don't like wearing masks. They're like one of the least likely groups to wear masks. I think there was a study on that, too. Like, old people don't want to wear masks. It's young people, and then young people like this come out and say, we have to wear masks because the seniors and old people and stuff, and it's like, my grandpa's chillin'. He's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to wear a mask. He's like, I'm trying to live out my last years and no way I want to be suffocated by this face diaper. You know, that's what based old people. It's like
0: I've been on this earth 85 years (laughs) breathing normally and now you want me to cover up my face while I try to breathe. Are you kidding me? I'm sure there are old people that want nothing more than to wear a mask and want everybody else to do it, too. But I'm just saying, like, come on, allow people to have a choice in, in doing so, especially when the masks that they advocate for have lower efficacy than the masks that are recommended. It's recommended that you wear an N95 mask. Uh, most of the people in that video that I was just watching were not wearing that. Uh, so, come on. Just be, just be genuine. In your argument,
2: on my plane last weekend, the, the girl sitting uh, across the the aisle from me had an N95 on, and there was like an inch of space above her nose of like where the N90. So I'm sure like she's feeling all extra safe because the N95, and you just can tell the people carry themselves with this like I'm doing the right thing, like I'm like watching yeah. for other people, you know? Yeah. Oh, did it go yeah. blow your nose? But it's like it's not even fitted to your face, so it's literally not nowhere as effective that's as an even, N85. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's
2: an N85. Yeah, it's <laughs> something. Wait, here's that's my M16. My question for you guys: When do you think that mass mandates will be done on? planes like when make a prediction man i never
1: (sighs) like to look at
0: so right now they're saying what march 18th is the date that they said but they've put on two extensions now
1: yeah it's been extended multiple times yeah it's like
0: i'll say sometime in april april end of april
1: man i it's so hard to believe now it's like no i'm like i almost think never i think (laughs) that they want us to wear these masks on
2: planes forever
0: Mm, what do you think taylor
2: i mean my my damaged, wounded heart from being disappointed so many times and, and just disillusioned with the world is like agrees with Will. But my mm. head says like, how are they if everywhere's dropping it except yep. planes? And scientifically we know that right. they're safer. How can that and, and we know that keeping the mandate on planes increases the violence and the outcomes that they don't like, like the violence. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, like how can they keep it? And they already have this deadline, like how can they extend I know. it again? Yeah. That's but, my thought. But I just, I don't, genuinely don't believe that they will. So I don't know.
0: I think yeah. they'll extend it a couple more times.
1: Yeah. All right. You don't have to wear an N95 mask, but you do have to wear a mask with a Ukrainian flag on it now. Yeah, yeah. there and we if go. You do that, then it's all good. That's probably That's what they'll do. Is the they'll minute.
2: find some like incremental thing. Like you, you know, you have to wear it like half the time, but you, you, you don't have to replace it in between bites anymore. <laughs> That's the new for the next gosh, six months, and then we'll maybe revisit. Now you can
1: cut a hole in the
2: middle of your mask. Yeah. <sighs> you can you can drink your drink through a straw in the mask. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> tired of it. But you have to keep the straw in your mouth the entire flight. <laughs> you can't take it out.
0: So tired of talking about masks and COVID. Oh my God. That's my
2: other sure okay. My other prediction or question is when do you predict like we will just no longer be talking about masks and it'll be a thing of the past as it's like in the world
0: years, years? yeah a
2: long time yeah
1: i i see no nothing like that happening and i think that the implications of covid and everything of what these people have realized that they can achieve with people is going to just they know what they can do i mean even when it comes to the digital passports 2g system all this stuff they understand what they want I think we're gonna going
0: to see thing. like elections for decades where people are like, look what happened during the COVID crisis of 2020. And look what happened. I feel like, oh, yeah. my God, it's going to be a talking point for ages.
1: Just like Ron DeSantis told all these people to take their masks <laughs> off. Yeah. You see that interview with the woman and the boy? Yeah. And the, the, they interviewed the mom afterwards of one of the kids, this black kid who, who was told by Ron DeSantis to take his mask off. Mm. And the mom doesn't have a mask on. Uh-huh. during the interview and, and the kid compl- does behind the kid her. does and she's complaining about Ron DeSantis asking her kid to take his mask off gosh
2: while well, not wearing a mask
1: while well, not wearing a mask yeah. that's what I'm saying it's so it's all theater Clown it's all theater world. and that's exactly what DeSantis says yeah, you it, said was it awesome I'm
0: done with this COVID theater it's yeah, ridiculous
1: I know DeSantis is a man.
0: <sighs> Anyways, guys, let's move on to more fun news. And before we do move on to more fun news, it is March. It is our fundraising month. If you guys like to support the sanity that we bring you every single day, hopefully, uh, you guys can go to slash donate. Give as little or as large as you would like to. Uh, and we will gladly use that to continue to make content for you to keep all of our employees happy and running around and talking about freedom and liberty and expressing that to other people uh, and educating millions of Americans about values that can be good for them and their lives so yes prageru.com slash donate if you'd like to support that let's get into the Seattle story so a downtown Seattle bakery is now closed for the safety of its employees now I won't read the rest of the headline because I immediately thought this and looked at this and I thought oh it's a COVID thing they're they're you know they don't want the Omicron variant to come and kill all their employees and then I read a little further amid rampant crime and drug use uh says reports so a downtown Seattle bakery is closing, temporarily closing one of its locations um, because there has been a spate of recent shootings, including at least one that was fatal, that has left the owners concerned, uh, according to officials and reports. So there's so much crime happening outside these businesses and sometimes fatal crimes that they don't even feel comfortable having their employees come to work and do their jobs yeah. in the city of Seattle.
1: That's a third world country. I always, when I always used to always think of Seattle. I thought it was a really nice place when I was a kid. you guys have oh, these visions of Seattle? Mm. I thought it was like the coolest place.
0: I used to watch Portlandia, and I was like, "This is so <laughs> cool, full cool of the, the OG Portland?
2: Starbucks."
0: Oh, not. I mean, like I used to think just like everything the in
2: Northwest. this. Yes,
0: I used to think just like, oh, this place is so cool. All these hipsters are running around. It's like artsy and oh, beautiful. You can go you watch
1: know. orcas in the water and stuff. Like I thought Seattle was the coolest, and now I think Seattle's actually the worst seattle portland the west coast is just the worst yeah it's so bad and these people treat it like a dump
0: i thought everything was super cool i was like okay seattle's cool portland's cool los angeles is going to be so cool when i was a kid so i went, when i was in middle school me and my friend were planning like when we graduate high school we were going straight to los angeles like it's going to be so beautiful it's going to be so clean all the beaches and everything and then i got here and i was like okay mm. this is not what i thought it was at all. yeah
1: no yeah. it's not none of it is none of it is they they shell out the place you live and treat it like a, yeah, like a dump. Yeah, I don't care at all.
0: So just- it's just crazy that uh, a, a store owner and this is happening uh, everywhere, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, Seattle, Portland. People are going, you know, I can't run my business here anymore. People are being looted and robbed and there's nothing they can do about it. And the city's not doing anything about it. You walk outside your business and there's somebody uh, doing fentanyl right outside your door. There's people getting shot. There's people getting stabbed. It's What can you do as a business owner in this situation?
1: No, I mean, you have to leave. You have to leave. But now everywhere's turning to this. I mean, you go to even other big cities in America that aren't that aren't so bad as the West Coast. And ha- it's happening there, too. It's happening all over the place. But it's like these are all manufactured problems. All of them. Excuse me. You go back and look at the 1950s. You didn't have rampant homelessness Mm -hmm. and this type of crime and all sorts of stuff like this. Like it just wasn't happening. Why is it happening now? Because of leftist progressive policies that have done this to these cities. It's without a doubt because it's just the proof is all there. The worst cities in America are all ran by the left. Mm-hmm. With the most violence, the most dangerous people, the most crime. Now, I know people are going to say, oh, well, some of these conservative states have the worst education. Sure, that's that's true. There is some truth to that. But when you look at crime and you look at homelessness, it's places where the left. It's where the elites have forgot about the normal people and have left them to drown by themselves.
0: Yep. And, and then they look at these problems that they're having and they make them worse. They go, okay, well, let's institute bail reform or let's let a bunch of people with uh, uh, felonies out of prison because the prisons are overcrowded uh, and, and this is a, a massive problem. Or let's just decriminalize certain things that people are doing, uh, like, like shoplifting. Instead of that being a felony, let's make it a misdemeanor now and let's encourage other people to do that. You know what people do when they shoplift and, and rob people? Oftentimes they bring guns and people get shot and killed uh so you've now emboldened people you have a a set of criminals now who go okay this is the best city to be in and i'm not gonna get in trouble for this and even if i do even if i get arrested for doing this thing i'll be out tomorrow baby and i can go right back to doing it again and the court system is so messed up with everything they've done with covid that that you have uh, da's who are giving out plea deals like candy to to people so If I was a criminal, I'd be like, yeah, baby, let's go to Seattle. Yeah, let's go to San Francisco. Yeah, let's go to Los Angeles. And I will take all this stuff and I'll come out rich and I'll have all these things that I can I can do. And nobody will ever be the wiser and nobody's going to get the better of me because the cities allow it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this goes even further back in time. I mean, you go back to the 1960s and the start of the welfare state and all these different types of movements with progressives in this country. And it's all just been regressive. All of the places that were considered the best places in America are now the worst places in America. And that's sad. That's really sad because a lot of these places are so great. I still love Los Angeles, despite all the things I say about it. I love a lot about here. There's a lot of great stuff. But you, have, but for someone, I've lived here for five years. If I hadn't moved here five years ago, let's say I moved here when Amla moved here like a year ago, I mm. couldn't have done it. If I would have came and visited and seen what it looked like when a year ago, I couldn't mm-hmm. have moved here. Five years ago, things were better. But it's just gotten worse and worse and worse regressively. And it's going to continue to do that because of these policies and because of the history of this. Getting rid of all of this is more than just you know, the bail reform and stuff. This goes into I mean, a historical context of how these people have coordinated to destroy these places. It's all manufactured. It's all done by them.
2: And just as you're talking, I have the thought that like so many of these policies are—, are they compound the problem because you you like, okay, we incentivize homeless pe- people to move here because we'll pay them to live on the street and homeless. And then mm-hmm. they'll likely be drug addicted and the government will give them free crack pipes and doesn't enforce open use of drugs out on the street. And then, well, they need money to pay their dealer. So what do they do? They go steal and root and rob things. Yep. And then the DA doesn't arrest them and keep them or keep them behind bars. Mm-hmm. And so they become repeat offenders. And then so burglary gets normalized. do Open drug use gets normalized. Homelessness gets normalized. And it just is this vicious cycle that just keeps on repeating itself and you end up with a city where it's literally ruled by the these people living on the streets and it's just anarchy and uh, where it's a complete like you said a manufactured crisis by policies we're literally creating this cycle Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know what do you do
1: it's like these things are so easily fixable I mean this is what I talked about after watching the State of the Union on my Instagram the other day I was like You look at how these politicians are. You look at how they talk and how they clap for each other. And when they go on stage and talk, like, you guys watch the show. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who can watch the show and see the way that that I talk and say, oh, he's not real about the things he's saying. You know, because I'm obviously real and believe all the stuff I'm saying. These people who go up and talk and put these policies forward, it's all fake. It's all nonsense. It's all manufactured. It's all political theater for all of these Mm -hmm. people. They don't care about you. You have to get that through your head. And this goes for a lot of the people on the right, too. A lot of Republicans, too. They don't care about you either. It's 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 these politicians, the people in power, that type of that type of work is being a politician in the media all the time, getting money, getting lobbying money. All this breeds a certain type of person. And so these things can be fixed so easily. I mean, so incredibly easily you could fix all of these things tomorrow, most of them with a stroke of a pen. Right. But they won't do it. They won't do it because it's all about the looks and the money and the theater and all that.
0: Very strategic. Yes. Fantastic. And if you are wondering, you know, I think there's going to be a change in justice. Uh, Here's I think his name is Eli Mistel or Eli Mistel or Ellie Mistel, something like that. But he is a justice correspondent for The Nation, uh, a left leaning uh, company. Here's what he had to say about the U.S. Constitution.
2: Now, in your book, Allow Me to Retort, you reframe politics and the Constitution by kind of breaking down how it all impacts voting rights, like you mentioned,
1: uh, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights, the list, as you know, goes on and on. So, are you arguing that the Constitution needs to be scrapped altogether?
2: <laughs> sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like, yeah. like, if we could throw that out and start over with a new document that was more inclusive of everybody that was written by everybody at no point have black people brown people or women had a say Mm -hmm. in actually writing the constitution or the amendments to that constitution if we could throw that out and have a delegation of all americans to write a new one i would be all for that that's what they did in south africa yeah, you know, when they got when they got rid of apartheid, they didn't like tax an amendments onto South the Africa's apartheid constitution. Great. They threw the apartheid constitution out and they started over. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen here. Um, and so instead of that, what I'm really advocating for is that we interpret our constitution so that it so that we extend justice and fairness and equality to all, as opposed to whatever the heck we do now.
1: Right. So because you're calling it uh, uh... <laughs> that guy gets paid to say these things. I, I cannot that. believe that. He got some book deal and gets paid to say these things. I wonder how much he got on his, his advance for that book. I'd be very curious to know. This guy's on MSNBC all the time. We've definitely reacted to some of his clips on yes. MSNBC and other news channels. He before. says
0: a lot of garbage. Yes, he does. Hey, Mr. Mistel, what, what is a right or privilege that you don't have that Will has or that Taylor has? Please answer immediately. Yeah.
1: And tell me where in the Constitution it outlines that you don't have it. Exactly. Tell me.
0: Show me the in, the the exclusive part of the Constitution that does not allow you to have rights, please. Right, I beg of you, because you will not have an answer. And he says, you you know, instead of whatever it is that we're doing now, you mean treating everybody equally? <laughs> yes, yeah. well, exactly. Is that what point? you have a problem with?
1: That's exactly the point because they don't want people treated equally because the the Constitution does treat people equally and he wants privileges above other people. Right? You know, this this leftist hierarchy with intersectionality and however intersectional you you are Mm -hmm. being at the top of that hierarchy, that's how they want to reframe this Constitution. That's these people's plan. It's And it's blatantly obvious, whereas instead of having it where everyone has a clean slate where you can do what you want as an individual, doesn't matter what you look like. I mean, the point of, of what, exactly what he's saying is the point of America mm-hmm. that he says, you know, well, the Constitution, and I'm not seeing black people mention it. I'm not seeing gay people mentioning in the Constitution and stuff. It's like that's the point. It's not supposed to mention right. them because it doesn't mention white people. It right. doesn't mention men. I mean, it mentions man as humanity, but it doesn't mention it as like a gender like. That's that's the point. The point is that it's anyone who's a U.S. citizen. You have these rights. That's what it's about.
0: Imagine looking at the founding document of this country that was beautifully and meticulously written so that you have the right to be in this country in equality and have the privilege to literally say what you are saying on the TV right now and say we should scrap it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And this goes to show it's 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 the it's the quiet part being said out loud that in order for leftist and progressive policy, at least extreme radical leftist and progressive policy to come to fruition they want to scrap the traditional history of our country, the foundation of our country, the institutions and systems that built it to where uh, it's it's never been a better time to be me. This is what they want to do. They want to tear all that down because if it is baked into America, in its founding, in its constitution, in its declaration, in its in its justice system, then we must scrap all of that, as they say, in order to build a fair and just world that has equity for black people and trans people and, and women. It is such a ridiculous argument where you see he's not made a single he's not made a single point as to any evidence that shows that he's excluded from the U.S. Constitution or excluded from his rights while sitting on a TV show as a black man who has written a book and made his fame on talking about justice and the Constitution.
1: (sighs) The fact that you can be the president of this country, the have your own TV show, get millions of dollars from books. all sorts of things and be black and do all that I mean just to me in so many ways just goes to show that this privilege that they talk about is just it's just wrong it's just so wrong it's so backwards everything they say I mean this is the really the only country in the world where you can get filthy rich because of capitalism complaining about capitalism right filthy rich (laughs) and 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 complaining about the institutions that made you rich right in the first place. Imagine it's me craziness. getting on here and
0: being like, but I'm not equal. Right. With my name on the show. Yeah. And with my face all over this this YouTube channel. I need reparations. It's, it's like, just like, what? Peop-
1: no, that's what he is saying. is like you coming on and being like, well, black people don't get to host shows. Right. You know, that's literally it's what like, he's well, you host. It's like exactly what it's like. Yeah. You're hosting a show. Right. You know, but that's exactly what he's saying. He's yes. making up things that aren't real stupid
0: yeah stupid. it's just ridiculous uh. uh to be
1: to be so brainwashed i can't imagine i know I, I, it must be a good life i
0: can't imagine it because i was yeah but uh it's it's still astonishing to see it now uh in in the present day
1: you
0: want to explain what that means or are you just gonna it means
1: people are sheep okay in dutch
0: there you go Will's learning yes i'm learning. Learning. learning uh here's this little piece of pop culture before we move on to throwback thursday which will is going to be leading kanye west is facing fresh backlash after disturbing scenes in his new music video where pete davidson is being buried alive as always let's get into it here's the photograph it's pretty uh it's pretty jarring. It reminds me of that Kathy Griffin photograph of her holding uh, what used to be uh, President Donald Trump's head. Uh, and she got canceled for that whole situation. But now Kanye's doing that. Uh, so this is clearly Pete Davidson's head. I, I I don't know how anybody could see that and uh, not think that that's Pete Davidson. And there is a, a line apparently, God save me from the crash so I can beat Pete Davidson's I think you guys can finish that rhyme.
2: But cash.
0: Yeah. I I don't have really much to say about this other than I'm pretty convinced that everything uh, regarding this family or what used to be this family, I guess now with the recent divorce uh, is a PR stunt.
1: Yeah, I love Kanye West, but this is not it to me. And I agree with a lot of the things that he does. I think he's a hero for a lot of people, but I mean, no one sells out stadiums like Kanye does. No one sells tickets like Kanye does. Well, and it's because he's the best and so artistic and creative. But this, I mean, if he's going to be on this type of biblical kick, this isn't really the this isn't really the, the most biblical thing in the world, Kanye, I've got to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, if I hand you, know? you a ham sandwich with a little bit of rat poison in it, are you still going to want to eat the ham sandwich? Probably not. So it really doesn't matter how good Wait, of a get, person what, what you what are. You mean? You're like Kanye's like done all these great things and I agree with Kanye or whatever, but you know, there's a little bit of rat poison in that ham sandwich. So is he really that great?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I get your reference with the ham sandwich and rat poison.
2: Is, Kanye's all the good yeah. stuff he does that you agree is with the is ham the ham sandwich, sandwich. and the, this stuff is the is, is the, the, rat, uh, poison. the rat, rat poison. So you oh, can right. still well, eat that like,
0: ham sandwich if oh, right. it has well, rat it depends,
2: poison in it. You know, it, I mean that's isn't that yeah. the same thing as like saying though that you like oh we shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson music because of what he did or whatever? No, no, that's all. Oh, yeah, I, I don't that's listen
1: to yeah, that's not the argument I'm making. I'm making the argument that that this <clears throat> isolated incident here is yeah. is going against a lot of the things that I think he's yeah. been right. talking about. This is and not I a good move. I don't think that's great. I think that it has to do with PR in terms of Donda 2 is getting leaked all over the internet and he's trying to get his name out there so people will listen to it. Um, I don't know if does it was purposefully. That, I mean, that's what he always does, Kanye. man. There's always something. There's you have to stay something. in the but it's not even just staying in the light. It's the Kanye Kanye. That's just what he does. He's just every time he has an album or something, it's a Kanye thing. When he had Graduation come out in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. I mean, he did a bet with Fifty Cent that he was going to get more first week sales. They released their album on the same day, and it was like a huge deal, and he won, you know. And then like in twenty fifteen with the, the Is That the when he said magnet, George
2: Bush hates black people uh,
1: around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and like in two thousand
2: what two thousand
1: five. When it was a late registration, he came and said, you know, the government gave people AIDS, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like all this stuff, you know, and, but he, oh, he knows, he, he knows what he's doing. That's what I'm saying. So this move, I, mean, I think he knows he's what he's doing, clearly, but it's also not a good move by him in my opinion yeah. with what he is preaching.
2: Like he's also clearly got some sort of mental issues and yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know that don't this know is that all, all just purely cold calculated. Like He's uh, a strange man. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: I don't all like of it's just fake. putting it off to the mental issues type of stuff, though. I I feel like, you know, yeah, I don't want to just say that he has mental issues because this guy is legitimately he is a genius. The but, music yeah. and the things that he's done. Have you watched this you documentary? The new yeah. on Netflix. No, I know, I know. You can have mental issues and be a genius for right. sure. You know, but like, he's to to think that some of the things that he does are are not works of some intellect and is only because of mental illness. I'm saying is the fault.
0: Oh no! Uh, you can and people have do. Both. People say that you know <laughs> you can have both no, I think there's clearly a strong hint of narcissism uh, yeah. in in this case. Uh, and I, I, when I say this is fake, I mean this photo's fake. I mean the relationship between Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson is fake. I mean the relationship between Kanye and Julie Fox or whatever her name is, Julia Fox, Uncut Gems uh, is fake. I mean all of it's fake.
1: it's Julia Fox? Telling.
0: You know, the girl that Kanye was dating after Kim with like the black eyeshadow and uncut gems. You haven't seen that video? No,
1: I don't know these people.
0: I was Josh Safke's muse for uncut gems. It was like a super famous thing like last week. <laughs>
2: No, like last I saw it on week. Twitter, but I, did, I didn't like I didn't see the video where she talks. Follow, about it. I don't follow celebrities and pop culture.
0: Stuff. I mean, I, I don't, don't I don't really follow it either. But I, I'm on TikTok. Obviously, it's my biggest platform, so I see the stuff that people are talking about. And I, I just think most of the stuff that you see with celebrities in Hollywood and people dating each other and this and the, this marriage and that marriage or whatever, most of it's fake. Just
1: gonna oh, yeah. put that well, out there. Well, I am fairly certain that Kanye and Kim signed a deal with E News when they were getting married that they would have exclusive rights to much of their relationship through the years right like a five-year deal or something with them i know i don't want to i i'm speaking i could be speaking out of my butt but i, I i'm i think this is true.
2: I heard they made a deal with Klaus Schwab. In a world that kind <laughs> yeah, of
1: that. right. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm Kanye West. I'm here to usher in the great... The
0: young leaders.
2: Have, <laughs> the great reset album form. We have penetrated the music industry and we have placed these people there. Wouldn't My be surprised. My beautiful dark twisted reset.
0: Oh, gosh. Gross. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's move on from this. I don't need to talk about Kanye more than... I've I I talked about Kanye enough in this moment uh for the rest of my life i don't need to talk about him ever again i love, kanye. Free kanye. Um,
1: I love him i know he's will does man.
0: he's got a soft spot for
1: i do i do have a soft spot for kanye you can't uh, you can't say anything bad about kanye i love him he's like leonardo dicaprio for me i love him
2: both it's a three-part documentary on netflix um that's like all this like old school footage even from like at the very beginning of his career in the 90s mm-hmm. when he moves from chicago to new york mm-hmm. and starts with uh uh jay-z's record label and everything it's yeah, it's just fun. crazy to see all that but anyways
1: went to jacob Witt 25 thou
0: okay well i'm done <laughs> with this i'm done <laughs> okay uh let's move on to throwback thursday so this tweet went viral on twitter of course alessandra tweeted out italy's main university in milan just banned teaching uh Fyodor dostoevsky because he's a Russian writer. Dostoevsky was sent to a Siberian labor camp for reading banned books in Tsarist Russia. We are reaching levels of hatred and stupidity that I thought were never possible. Now, Will saw this and he put together a throwback Thursday for you guys on Fyodor Dostoevsky. So I'm going to pass it over to. Yes,
1: you can keep it on there. I got it on here. Okay. So I'm just. Uh, pass it over to William. Checking on this. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So Dostoevsky. One of my favorite authors. I think his works are some of the best works that have ever been created. He's been very inspiring for many people that you guys listen to now that I'm sure you love, one of them being me. Secondly, also Jordan Peterson is someone who loves Dostoevsky and references him all the time, along with Friedrich Nietzsche and and many other of those types of, of... I guess talking about existential nihilism and the utilitarianism, all that kind of stuff. He's been very influential to some of the the best thinkers in the world. So he was born in Moscow in 1821. Sorry, I'm looking at this. And Go to the next slide, um Let's go to the second one. Mm-hmm. Born in Moscow in 1821, he went to school for engineering, and for a time, that was his profession, until he started writing. So, he was an engineer for a little bit, and then he was also translating books for other people, and eventually, he joined this literary society, and some of the ideas that they talked about in this literary society were not, the government was not fond of these types of things mm-hmm. they were talking about, and so they arrested Dostoevsky, along with some of these other people, and they were going to sentence him to death. And so... He was in a, a, a camp, and then they were putting him basically in front of this, I don't know, just in some field. And they were going to shoot him. These guards were going to shoot him. And at the last minute, something happened, and they said, no, we're not going to shoot these people. And in this moment is when actually Dostoevsky found God. There was this church, and the light, the sunrise, was actually hitting on the church, on the on the top of the church. And he saw his life flash before his eyes, and he said he found God in that moment. And then after that, uh, he, he was a Christian. But... After that, he wasn't just let go and said, oh, Dostoevsky, Fyodor, he can leave. It was now he had to go to a labor camp. Uh, So four years in Siberia. If you know anything about Siberia, it's super cold. It's like the coldest place in the world. It's terrible working there. I mean, I can't even imagine how terrible that was. And then after that, he had to do six years of mandatory military service as well. So that's 10 years of his life that he was basically controlled by the Russian government having to do whatever they want. Mm. And after that... He got out of there and he started writing his books, um, many of his great works, which I'll get into in a sec. But uh, he started writing his books. He had a gambling addiction. He got married once. Not a great situation. Got married again. And he loved this woman, but they had a a baby boy. And after three months, the baby boy died of pneumonia. And it was very hard on, on Fyodor. So all of these horrible things happened in his life, right? He had an incredibly tough life. Dostoevsky, going through all of these kinds of things. But he still wrote some of these, the the best works of all time. Let's go to the next slide, Amala. Some of his best known works, Crime and Punishment, The Idiot, The Brothers Karamazov, Tales from the Underground, and Demons. Those are the ones that people really reference when when they're talking about Dostoevsky. I've read all of these except for Demons. I haven't read Demons, but my favorite is Crime and Punishment. I think Crime and Punishment is a perfect book. And if you guys don't know the story, I don't. Want, I won't give everything away in the story, but I'll give you guys a brief rundown on why I think that it's so good. Crime and Punishment deals with this guy. He's this Russian guy. He's he's studying in law school. He's good looking. He's smart, right? And he wants to do good for the world, but he's broke. He has no money. He can barely feed himself. He doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. And there's this pawnbroker, this old lady, and she's she's not nice. Okay, she's she really sucks, and she's she She's rude and and not very good with her money and are not good at selling things and is cheap and all this kind of stuff. And and Raskolinov, the, the main character, he says, well, if I just kill this woman, I can use the money that I steal from her to be able to do good deeds and make a better life for myself and other people around me. It's just one stupid, mean, crotchety old woman. If she died, everyone's life would be better off. Right. And this is what he thinks. And he has this grand vision in his head of of how it's going to go and how he's going to murder this woman and everything. And he ends up doing it. He ends up killing the woman. And when he thought that he was going to feel good about all this and have this this great, you know, now I can triumph and go and do all of these things and be this man that's going to change the world with great deeds. He actually feels terrible about it. He feels terrible remorse for what he did. And in a lot of ways, this is, you know, what Dostoevsky wrote about in his books Which is kind of a through line through his books is that Dostoevsky wrote as if he was arguing against his Christian faith, which was really cool because he would like argue the atheist positions in his books and try and prove them wrong. And so, one of the things that, you know, if you read the Bible, you know, he talks about. um, Uh, You know, you don't do evil things in the name of the greater good or like you don't commit evil things or sin or whatever in the name of God. That is sinning of itself. It's something God can't forgive, actually. And so this book is about how this man has these great things that he wants to do, but actually ends up doing evil acts to try and get there and the remorse that he feels after it. It's an amazing read. It's an amazing read. I recommend everyone to, to read it. It's a truly a work of art. Um, but a lot of his books are like that. Tales from the Underground as well. Uh, the Idiot, the Brothers Karamazov. Uh, the Brothers Karamazov has a part in it where Jesus comes back to life and they imprison him because essentially people cannot live up to to his his goodness. Uh, it's very good. I, I truly, again, even to, to atheist people, I recommend that you that you read this. And so now going back to Dostoevsky and what we were you talking about in terms of you know, him getting banned now just because he's Russian, which is so foolish. It's so stupid. You know, I I don't know why people are pouring out their Russian vodka at home. Mm-hmm. It's like you already bought it. Just,
0: yep, it's already like, there. It's already ladies there, ladies and gentlemen. You
1: know, and most Russian vodka is also already actually distilled in the United States, but whatever. Anyway, but here's a, a quote from Dostoevsky because he knows all about hardship and all this. Tyr- this is the next slide, the last slide on it. Uh, Tyranny is a habit. It has its own organic life. It develops finally into a disease. The habit can kill and coarsen the very best man or woman to the level of a beast. Tyranny is a terrible thing, and it comes so rapidly, and it is a disease exactly like he says, because what does a disease do? A disease festers, and it keeps getting worse and worse unless you take care of it. Unless you take care of it from the beginning and don't let people have any sort of will over you, then tyranny only gets worse. And he knows that he knew that he knew that better than anyone with things that he went on to. And also Taylor, he, he inspired a lot of the, of uh, Solzhenitsyn, the Gulag archipelago, mm. um, a lot of his works. But anyway, I wanted to talk about Dostoevsky cause he was trending and I think he's a hero and one of the greatest writers of all time. And just because he's Russian does not mean that he should ever be canceled. He is someone who everyone should listen to and read. And I recommend everyone should read, start with crime and punishment and then go into the others.
0: Very good throwback Thursday, Will. Very timely. Yes. With everything that's yes. happening and I, right This now. is
1: funny because I, was, <laughs> I wanted to do one on Dostoevsky before. Uh, I wanted to go through his books, like one by one, and talk about the, the books and everything. But I thought this would probably be better, just a little more history about him. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but it's, uh, I, I love him. I think, I think what his works are groundbreaking, really. Change the world. His books
0: but now he's getting canceled yeah for the crime of being russian right <laughs> it's just exactly. amazing exactly. that people will do that especially when he's fighting against the very thing that you're upset about
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. i just hope people don't don't go even farther than that i mean who knows how much farther it could go right you know? right I, they're, they're in the czech republic they're saying uh, uh you talk bad about it oh man what did they say I don't want to misspeak. I'm not gonna, okay. I'm going to say it. But you okay. look, look, up look at the, the Czech Republic. Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Look what the Czech yeah. Republic said. Yeah, I, think I crazy, like, guys. I like, <laughs> it's crazy. I promise me. I, you had to be there. I liked it on Twitter. So if you go through my likes. life, <laughs> yeah. but I can't remember exactly.
0: There we go. Well, that's a fantastic throwback Thursday. And I think if you're, you know, it, it's inspiring to just think about people in history who had it so much worse than we will ever experience in our lives, or we would ever, you know, even dream of experiencing in our lives. And if you can take just an ounce of the bravery that somebody like that had in a time where uh, most people, I'm sure, did not want to be brave or did not want to do anything, uh, that's an amazing thing to do. So think about how little a feat is, real, uh, little of a feat it is, really, in our in our modern day and age, to be just an ounce of brave uh, in comparison to to men like this and, and historical figures like this.
1: Yeah, no excuses. Message. You can do anything.
0: True. It Should is be very motivational true. speaker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can do anything. You set your mind to it. You got it.
0: That's Will's next career.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't believe in any of that. But people do make a lot of excuses for themselves. And I think that when you start doing that, then you're lost. Just like we talked about on the show yesterday with being a man. Mm-hmm. You know, a man takes his problems and he handles them. He doesn't make excuses. He, he, he tackles them head on.
0: Which is true, and I believe we're going to finish that Jubilee video up tomorrow on, t- on the show. So uh, you guys will get to see the rest of that, and we'll do some commentary on that and talk about the conversations had. Great Throwback Thursday, Will. Hopefully it's inspiring you guys back at home. That is our show for this beautiful Thursday. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Let us know down below what was the most interesting story that we talked about today, uh, and, and we'll see which one gets the most likes. And we'll, we'll see if we'll do more stories like that. Or did you really love Throwback Thursday? It's one of my favorite segments that we do throughout the week please like subscribe click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live plus you can listen to us on spotify google play or apple podcasts if you'd rather listen than watch or if you want to do both in your free time thank you guys so much for watching again leave that comment down below what was your favorite segment for today and we will see you tomorrow
1: see ya